Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate, and I'm a homeschooling mom doing this homeschool thing right beside you. I don't have it all figured out, but one thing I know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Join me and other down-to-earth members of the homeschool community as we share the reality of what this homeschooling journey is really like. One of the best parts about homeschooling with sisters by your side is the encouragement and support you receive, especially when trying something new. My friend Jessica from the Waldock Way is so enthusiastic about my continuing this podcast that she's partnering with me to bring you every single episode of the podcast this season. I would not have been able to do this without Jessica and her family, and I am so glad that I get to partner with and share a homeschool business that I use and love. The Waldock Way brings you unique resources that help to ignite a love of learning in your children. Their products encourage you to follow your children's lead and to learn alongside them every single day. Waldock Way unit studies are so engaging. Every single one includes games and even YouTube videos to help your child learn and have fun in the process. Yes, Jessica is a friend and a homeschool sister. She's also an amazingly creative educator who creates products perfect for my family and for yours. As a thank you for joining me in this new season, Jessica is generously offering our listeners 15% off everything in the shop with the code SISTERS15. Just head to thewaldockway.com. Again, Sisters listeners will get 15% off everything in the Waldock Way shop with the code SISTERS15. Learn more at thewaldockway.com. Hi, sisters. I'm doing something a little bit different with this episode. I recently have been getting a lot of emails about Neverborn Learning to the sisters account. And people are really curious to know more about it and to get a sneak peek behind the scenes. And I thought it would be really great to share one of our community events. We have three live events each month. We have a guest speaker, and then we have a live Q&A with myself. And then we have a day in the life. And the day in the life is someone either from the Neverborn Learning community or someone from the larger homeschool community sharing what homeschool looks like in their world. In January of this year, I had the pleasure of sitting down with one of our founding members, Danessa, and it was such a great conversation for so many different reasons. I know you're going to feel inspired by Danessa. I am inspired by her. But with her permission, I am sharing that replay with you today. Also, because you're listening to a podcast, I thought I'd mention that Neverboard Learning has a private podcast for its premium members. Premium members are the annual subscribers, and it's available in every podcast app except for Spotify. For some reason, we can't figure that one out. But it is a way for our members to catch up on all of our replays. So when we post our replays in video form in our resource library, we also publish the audio to this private RS link that premium members have access to. So it's automatically populated in your podcast app. We have over 75 episodes right now. So I just thought I would mention that too, since you're a podcast listener, if you're listening to me today. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Danessa, one of our founding members from Neverboard Learning, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Welcome to our January 2023 Day in the Life Family Spotlight event with Danessa. I'm super glad you're here. 
I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I love when I have community members on because we see everybody in the group, but then it's so nice to be able to get a glimpse into person to person and what it looks like in your home. For Could you introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about your family and how you got started homeschooling? Yeah, I'm Danessa. I'm, I'm an at-home mom. I do write for Autism Parenting Magazine and I do reviews for board games and books and stuff on my blog. I have two kiddos. I have an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old and they're full of life. They are amazing boys. We do have some homeschool-like learning differences, autism and sensory processing and some auditory processing, stuff like that. But that helps to add to the homeschool day. And yeah, we like getting outside. We like playing games. Right now, it's more electronic games. I'm trying to get back into the... (laughs) I love board games. They like playing on like Roblox or the PlayStation. But yeah, that's pretty much our, our family in a nutshell. I have an amazing husband who's very supportive. I'm grateful. We call him the principal. He gets to come in and <laughs> and play with it and get everybody riled up and then be like, oh, good luck. You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. He's good. But no, yeah, that's us. Oh, and we love outside. I can't say we love going outside as much as possible. And then our a lot of our homeschool is, it used to be a lot of literacy based. And so we still carry that over. Like right now we're re- reading Harry Potter. We're doing the, oh, Waldock. Oh, Wizards Wizards and Wands. Yes. Yep. That's the one we're doing right now. And it's a lot of fun. So I always tell her, I had Jessica on the homeschool sisters earlier this month. And I always say that I wish that my kids were younger than Emily, because some of the stuff that came out that she's created, particularly that one and the Jack and Annie books, the magic tree house, my kids, when they were younger would have eaten those right up. They're such good resources. Yeah, we're excited about the Greek one coming up because I think she did. It's funny because I'm like a year behind. So like she did Harry Potter was all the rage last year. And then this year they have the Greek with Percy Jackson and all that. So we're going to be jumping on that bandwagon next year. And and so fun. Oh, yeah. I love following her. And when you wait a little bit, sometimes you have some really fun ideas because of Pinterest and stuff. I'm not like a Pinterest perfect mom. If something's (laughs) super easy and I have it in the house, I'll I'll do it, but it's still fun. So yeah. Since you mentioned Jessica and liking nature, she has a new product coming out in, I want to say the spring, but it's all on creepy crawlies. Ooh, that's Bugs. gonna be exciting. Yeah, yeah last be summer fun. we did her survival, the one with bear the girl. grills. That was so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, we're fans, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> we are too. She's awesome. So, have you always been homeschooling, or like well, it was yeah, always something right. you wanted to do? I knew. I pretty much knew whenever I was pregnant that I wanted to stay home and I wanted to homeschool. Like I remembered what. And I'm not dogging school. It's just my experience, but I didn't have the greatest experience in school mm-hmm. and stuff. And there, there are certain things I wanted my kiddos to grow up with and stuff. And it, it just isn't going to happen with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Going into the public school and with their learning differences and stuff, there's a whole slew. When somebody asks why you homeschool, I can't give just one answer. There's no such thing as one answer, but I knew from the beginning I wanted to homeschool. So it works so well for kids with unique differences and unique needs because you yes. can just, wherever they're at, you can meet them and they don't yeah. have to fit into any sort of grade level box or anything like that. Yeah. It's helpful. And it's helpful that there's so many resources. Like I wish, like 
my husband, he says, I'll do something. He'll be like, you need to create something like that. But it's not something I can do it for my family, but to sit and write it for somebody else to do, I don't, I'm not gifted in that way. Like, yeah, it's nice. And Shauna had a lot of, of resources I've used. I have all her books. I use her planning stuff. I use a couple of different planning things. <laughs> and I, because any homeschool parent realized never uses just one type mm -hmm. of homeschool resource whenever they're planning, it's always bouncing between. Yeah. Like a little patchwork. A yes. little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, they, and that is the description of our homeschool. <laughs> I like it. Do you, what's your favorite part about homeschooling? Oh my goodness. My favorite part. I, okay. I've gone to school for early childhood education. And whenever I got to see the little ones have, I call them the aha moments. That light bulb is beautiful. Right. And so getting to see my children grow up and have those moments, especially when something was challenging during the challenge, you're like, Oh, it's so hard. You get your tears, you get the fight. But then at the end, whenever they get it, that is the most beautiful moment. And that is what I love. Like, obviously I love having the time together. I love, I'm a nerd. I think I told in the description, I was nerdy. <laughs> mom. So I love reading about stuff and I love doing research and putting it all together, but it's that aha moment that makes it all worth it in the end. Yeah. You gave me chills when you were explaining that. Cause it's, especially when it was something that was really hard yeah. to figure out. I can remember my daughter hated trying to tell time. It was really difficult for her. And the moment that clicked and she was just like, Oh, I get it. And it happened in the matter. Like it had been problem for weeks. And then all of a sudden one day it just the window was open or something and we were playing a game and it all just clicked. And she always says, remember when that was so hard? <laughs> yep. I know. Isn't that lovely? Whenever they they go back and they're like, like my little guy, he, I call him little. He's, if he heard me say that, he'd be like, seriously, mom. But I call my 11 year old little too. <laughs> okay. So that's good. I'm not the only one who's doing it. And he, especially since he's as tall as I am, he's now, but he like, We've, we've had issues with like reading and stuff because reading comprehension can be hard period out of the blue. I was doing the special, I think it was teach your child to read in a hundred easy lessons or something like that with his brother and his brother wasn't enjoying it, but I hear him in the background repeating what I'm saying. And then out of the blue, he brings out a book to me one day and he reads it to me and it wasn't one that I had read to him. And I like, you try to fight back tears because you don't want them to think it's like, a, but your heart, you're just like, yes, thank you. You know what I mean? You did that. That wasn't, mm -hmm. that was you who did that. You know what I mean? And I, I just, I love it. And I think that's just learning period, isn't it? Like whenever, even when, especially like adults and stuff, anytime we want to learn, it's based on when we want to learn it. Why does it have to be different with kids? I'm not going to get on a soapbox, I promise, but, that, <laughs> but that's the thing. And it worked out for him. So it was exciting. Yeah, I agree. And that my favorite milestone for kids is when they learn to read and they get that ownership over it and they can finally unlock the code and be able to be independent in it. Yeah. I think it's so magical to see that. It is. What is your biggest homeschool obstacle, would you say? That's the answer of it depends on the day. But recently it's just like after the holidays and stuff, I'm sure everybody feels it. It's just getting the consistency and just we do, we do so good. And then 
holidays hit and you can take and blame it on the holidays all you want but realistically it's because we fell out because we wanted to enjoy the holidays but it's just getting back into the groove and keeping that consistency up especially with our learning differences consistency is key I think that's period like any kind of educator is going to tell you like consistency is key I'm so grateful when my kiddos were younger it was very if I didn't follow the schedule it was bad Mm-hmm. But now that they're older, like they've learned flexibility because that's what life is, right? But anyway, to stay on task, that the biggest one is is the consistency and just sometimes it's just because I'm not worried about getting everything done in a day. I'm not one of those people that has to check off all my marks. It's mm-hmm. the fact of making sure that they've learned something that they because when my husband comes home, he talks to him and he what they've learned. You know what I mean? And if they're like, I don't know, I'm like. <laughs> That's what mine say, Danessa. <laughs> every night, he's like, every night. What did you do today? Nothing. <laughs> yep. Don't you love that? And you're like, what was what was the science experiment? Why am I still cleaning up what you didn't learn? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> so, so funny. It is. But yeah, that's basically what any kind of just getting it going and staying consistent because especially whenever we go down, like I think I love whenever you call them. I think rabbit holes, and we we get stuck and I'm like, Oh, we we're supposed to do this. And then I remember it's fine. Just take this, wrap it up in a pretty package and bring it down this way. You know what I mean? Kind of deal. So I like that. And I think it's going to be really relatable when people are watching or listening to this replay, because we have a lot of new homeschoolers and I think we put so much pressure on ourselves and it can be extraordinarily, this is our ninth year. I only have one at home right now and it's really hard getting back into the groove and every single year it's like that even when you know it's gonna come yeah it's coming we're going back this day we hope to start this day we'll ease in you have this whole plan and then it's and then you add in like people getting sick and yes (laughs) we've had a lot of that this winter it's like as soon as I'll have three good days and then someone's sick again I'm like (laughs) I just want to keep this I know and sometimes like with some of the lessons you want to learn about it too. You know what I mean? But there's all this going on. You're like, ah, just let me finish this. You know what I mean? Kind of deal. I don't know if it's the same with you, but yeah, no. And I'm glad that that'll be relatable because if I could tell my self when we first started homeschooling, that's one thing I would tell is it's fine. Like I learned that's, I know I lasted the play parent, the teacher education. I don't, it's under Kajabi. The oh, the play, learner. the course. The yeah, the play matters. Yes. yes play and matters you shared that course. on Instagram. Thank you so much. Yes. I wanted people to know about it because along with knowing, wishing that I had known to just everything was going to be okay. Going through the play matters course. I've actually just redid it again because I like reading all the books because there's a lot of stuff, especially your Ted talks and stuff. That's where I learned. It's fine. It's fine that like today you didn't get everything done just as long as you got something, you know what I mean? You got, you took that bite and because play and the interaction and having those moments with your children are what matters because you're creating those, those core, <laughs> the core memories I, I pull up is the Disney movie. Oh, the emotion one where she, they had the inside the core, out. Yeah. Inside yeah, out. Yeah. They have the core memories. That's all I picture is all these core memories that you want to form and stuff. And obviously education is very important, but education will come whenever a child's feeling loved and and you're getting, you're filling all their buckets. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I can get on that all day long. But. No, I love it. If when you have that connection to, it makes everything else easier. Cause it's like, they're buying in 
to, you connect with them in the morning and then they want to, or the afternoon or whenever, and they want to be more cooperative just by nature. Cause as, a, as opposed to being like, here's your math book. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you in a minute. Yeah. Nope. We don't have that kind of everything. Most of the stuff we do is group work. There's a couple things we've had to do different that I've had to add that were a little bit more challenging on um, for obviously when you have kiddos that are different ages, there's going to be some things that are going to be a little different, but that's the other thing I like learned between you and Shauna, because she has two sons too. And they would do, before her one went to college, they would do, you know what I mean? Group work and stuff. And I'm trying to remember who else I follow that does Ray it. Wilson. Mary Wilson. Yes. Yeah, Mary Wilson. You're reminding me of a conversation I had with Mary not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I, honestly, to keep myself motivated and stuff, sometimes I have to go through, I just went through this whole homeschool where I was watching as many or listening to as many podcasts as possible. And I love the thousand hours outside with Jenny Eric. I don't know if I just said her name right, or if I just butchered. I don't either, but that account but, is yeah. amazing. But that's the kind of stuff that whenever you you see other people have rough days and stuff that it's fine. Just keep moving forward and just make sure at the end of the day, because whenever they're, they have their own family or they're out of the house, you're going to have to pull on those memories kind of deal. And they're going to have, whenever they have hard days, that's the, I mean, what do you pull on? You know what I mean? Whenever you were yeah. younger, you look at the stuff that meant something to you. So that's what you want at the end of the day. You want something that means something to them. So I love that. As you're speaking, I'm wondering, have you ever read the book, The Power of Moments? No, I think you'd like it. I am going to put that on my phone if you don't mind me doing that. Yeah, right absolutely. Don't forget. Maybe. It's about the make. I'm going to explain it poorly because I wasn't even prepared to bring it up. But it's like Sorry. the or making the ordinary moments like special and memories and creating. When you were talking about Inside Out and the yeah. the the core memories, it made me think of that book. Um, and it's by Chip. It's a blue book. It's a blue book. I was just going to say that. I don't know who wrote it, but it's blue. (laughs) There we go. Yep. That's it. Yeah. It's got a jar on the front. Okay. Yeah. I think you'll like it. One of my next reads then, because I like that stuff. That's what runs our life (laughs) is those moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just hope, like I tell my husband, we don't know how it's going to affect until they're adults, they're interacting in the world, but I'd rather have gentle hearted, strong men going into this world than the alternative could be kind of nails. Sorry. I know I keep getting off task. I'm going to be, no, you're fine. (laughs) We're not in school. (laughs) I know. Right. It's fine. It's fine. Relax. We just went down a rabbit hole. That's all. (laughs) Exactly. No. And it's a lovely rabbit hole. And the other, have you read Christina Kennison? Which she would be another one. Any of hers. I'm going to type hers into them. Yeah. It's K-E-N-I-S-O-N. And we had her on sisters ages ago. She's one of my favorite authors ever. I still can't believe we talked to her. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. That's some of the stuff that I was listening to you guys the other day tearing up. And I'm not even going to pretend like I wasn't. So (laughs) I I loved listening, especially whenever you guys talking about, I'm going to butcher it. I think it's Huga. Yeah. And we're big into creating cozy spaces. And so it just draws everything to I'm sure that you got that feeling from what I've been talking yes, about. Yes, I do. And stuff. That's right. But Christy Kenzian, K E N S I O N. K E N I S O N, I think. Oops, sorry. Kennison. Yeah. Kennison. I said Kenzian. Sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah, I'm a big book nerd, so I love it. I can tell. I I am too. We get along beautifully then, yes. (laughs) 
This will be chat books the whole time. <laughs> I'm telling you, books and resources. It's all good stuff. Speaking of resources, what are your family's favorite games? Oh man, favorite games. So we love exploding kittens or mm-hmm. is like that whole line we just purchased hand-to-hand wombat hilarious i love that game because you can't look and you're trying to build <laughs> pyramids I, I call them pyramids it's probably not what they are oh no it's not because you get a book about wombats and you learn that wombats actually build with their poo Oh my gosh. Not to bring poo into this whole conversation. <laughs> That's basically what I'm writing it down because this yes. is hilarious. And Wombat is we just we couldn't stop laughing. And then um we got a, a game of cat and mouse. And you t- do you have where you t- my youngest has that one. He loves it. I as soon as I saw, I'm not gonna lie, I was obsessed with the kitten paws because you could flip them. And then yes. I was like, yes, ball. And I'm like, yes. And so we were just creating havoc in our house. So yeah, games like that. And then I have a card game. It's animal because I think I put out there that ours is like a faith-based curriculum mm-hmm. and stuff. So they're a Christian card game that I am obsessed with. We are all obsessed with, and it just keeps growing. So it's people equate it to Pokemon that the only reason I'm saying that is because it has characters on the cards that are okay. absolutely adorable, but it's not. I've never played it, Pokemon, so I don't know if it plays like it, but it's fun. And I think there are three different, you can play a solo mode, and then there are two other ways to play. So that's another one. So we like, it's funny that the extreme difference between exploding <laughs> kittens, and then I say Animo. So, so it's Animo, because I want to make sure I put it in the replay. Yeah, A-N-I-M-O. And it's a Christian card. It's a good night. I'm losing my words. I think I told <laughs> you I was going to do that. Bible verse. Let me see. Living that Bible verse game. There we go. I always okay. get that part. Yeah, I've talked about them. You'd think I hadn't talked about them before, but I've done reviews and everything because I absolutely love them. But those are the top two. We also enjoy like anything that has to do with cats. There was, I think you on we found out about it on homeschool sisters. It was cat crimes. Thank you. Yes. It was, I was going to say it's a mystery. It's like a cozy yeah. mystery. for cat I think I gave that cat. to Kara one year for Christmas. And that one was, that one's cute. We still play that one. And then there's this one where you can build like houses for the cats or you, you get whoever has, whoever collects the most cats wins. And it makes me laugh. Cause I'm like, I don't know if that would be a win if you have 20 <laughs> cats in your house, but it's fun. But yeah, that's the kind of stuff. We like the stuff that's funny and quirky. And if you, you like see. any sort of, is, would I call it a logic game? I'm not sure. Have you played Calico? Cause that has cats in it. No, it is actually Janice talked about it a lot. We're never bored learning first opened. And I always wanted to get it. It was like, you know, when you have your eye on something, but you don't know if your kids would like it. So you're like, I don't know if we'll actually play it. It ended up being one of those. And then Janice convinced me in one of our conversations to get it. And I love it. It, it, Like you're trying to get, it's not just cats though, but you're creating a quilt basically. And you want to, you want the cats to come to your quilt, but there's more to it than that. There's like a logic element and some planning where you're placing things, but it's a fun one. I like the idea of the logic and planning too, because that's something that we work on. Um, the other one I saw, I think, I can't remember if it was in the forum, excuse me, or where I saw it, but it was the Isle of Cats. I did not realize how big that game was till we went to the comic book store that has word games. And I'm like, my goodness, that mm-hmm. is 
huge. So calico, I've seen the front of that. Now that I pull it up, I saw the cozy kitten on the front of it. So we're going to have to check that out because anytime you have something cute and fuzzy <laughs> like that, because we I wish there was like a never bored learning lending library. We could just all trade. <laughs> I'm sure we would do well with it too. You know what I mean? Kind of get our pieces better. back. Nobody would yeah. lose anything. Yeah. Because everybody knows <laughs> we, we all know how much of a pain it is to keep those pieces <laughs> together and all be nice and folded. Yeah. <laughs> So you like funny games and cat games, but what does game schooling look like in your world? Do you try to play a certain time, number of times a week or a month or? My goal is always, but it's my goal. I got to try to transmit it to my family because when they were younger, I think we talked about this. When they were younger, it was easier to get games in every day. And we take two walks a day to get outside. And if it's the weekend, we can go to the nature. I just don't go to the nature center by myself. It's just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem safe. So along with our outdoor time, I tried to make sure we have some kind of game, even if it's card games, because you shared a resource a while back, like in the beginning where it was all card games that I think that I think that was our very first playbook. Yeah. It was the card game bingo challenge. And the only thing you need to do it, if somebody's listening and they want to find it, it would be in the resource library. But the only thing you need is a deck of cards. And then sometimes maybe two, depending on the game and the number of players, but it was meant to just be, you don't need, you can get started right now. Game schooling. You don't need to have a closet mm -hmm. full of games. And that was what was great. Cause we like, we learned about garbage that way. So what my goal, cause of the current math curriculum is amazing don't get me wrong but I found a book I think it's math in the cards I think is what it's called and it is all like it covers all the the different elements of math and so that's how I'm wanting to integrate so basically I'm wanting to integrate more games right now it's more of a pad on the like we read at the end of the day we read our Harry Potter and then we play a game because to me like, I know people will say too many rewards and stuff, but that's rewarding all of us. I love mm -hmm. reading, so I get to read to my children and I get to play a game with them. And they're, they're preteen and teenager. That's a gift. And I'm going to take that gift as much. So basically that's our game schooling now before, like I've got some social emotional games that we worked on to make sure to learn certain regulation. And then we do have a couple logic. I think I learned through here mastermind I think is what it's mm -hmm. called the one with the little marbles that one's fun I didn't think I like you look at it and it doesn't look like much and then you realize <laughs> actually how much and I was like there's no way that you can figure out the pattern <laughs> my youngest figured it out in two turns <laughs> how did you do that but that's a logical mind for you yep but yeah I'm hoping I'm answering this the way that but oh, you um, are where it's hit and miss sometimes. Sometimes it's not board games at all. Sometimes, like I said, I'll jump on Roblox or I'll play another multiplayer game that we have. I'm trying to think of one I just got done playing with them that I was Fortnite. I'm horrible. Mm -hmm. They call me bait <laughs> because I just go out there and I draw people out. So that's my job and I do a very good job of it. But that's how our home, like that's our game school. Our game school isn't so much using the games as an educational piece like we did originally. Now it's, but isn't that cute to know that you use it for education, but it's still considered in the lights off that reward center in the brain. So and I just love that you end your day with a read aloud of Harry Potter in a game. How much cozier 
can can that be i know we have our blankets like seriously i should have grabbed a picture of it like we're all like like cozy and are like i have my slippers and yeah it's fun and the only thing we need is some delicious hot cocoa every time y'all everybody talks about hot cocoa i'm like i want hot cocoa <laughs> i never buy it oh my kids go through it like <laughs> i don't want it <laughs> That's, but it's amazing. I want to try some of the homemade, you know how they have the kind where you can take like the hot, the cocoa powder and if you make it like with cream, I don't mm -hmm. know if it's cream or whatever, but yeah, that sounds amazing. But I don't know. We have some texture stuff going on. So I don't know. I think it'd be almost like thicker, not quite pudding thick, obviously, because you know, okay. but I don't know how well that'd go over, but I want to try it because it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think you should. <laughs> yeah eventually but yeah no Swiss right for right now is good with all the marshmallows so we like it if you could go back I know you said that you didn't have the best experience in school knowing what you know now if you could go back to your kid self and give advice about school and about learning what would you say do you think I would say read more read a lot more because going through school sometimes, especially back, I don't know. I can't remember if we're close in age or not, Kate, but I'm back, 44. <laughs> so I'm turning 40. So yeah, we're close to each other. Back then it wasn't horrible, but I didn't feel it was as easy to find books as what it is now. So to read more to to and to allow myself to enjoy things that I like, that it was okay. Everything turns out fine. It doesn't matter that you're weird and quirky. Like in the end. Those are the people who are doing big things now or the weird and great. Yeah. So just take your time and enjoy. That's what I tell my boys now. Cause you know, something that doesn't go along, um, with what other people I don't care. They've gotten to that age where I don't care, but I wanted them to be that way because sometimes people can steal that joy from you. And if I could tell my younger self, I'd be like, forget them. None of them. You don't know any of them when you're older anyway. So create your memory be you deal so anyone I don't know if that's the kind of yeah we but yeah yes and I was actually I was talking about that some very similar with Kara about how when a benefit of homeschooling that we didn't even realize because neither of us set out to homeschool so we just ended up there but something that we realize in retrospect that's really great is that your kids can be their quirky unique selves mm -hmm. and grow into that and know these are the things that I like and mm -hmm they can be weird. They can be totally off the wall interests. And it's actually when you're among homeschoolers, our experience has been that those things are, other people are excited about them too, because yep. we've got that, the curiosity piece. And I was talking to my son. It's really interesting having him back in school now, because he sees the positive and negative of both. And he's going through midterms right now. And he was talking about how English class doesn't make him want to read. And he reads all the time. And I was like, that was exactly what I was like. I did fine. But if you told me to read a book, I didn't really like reading it. I ended up reading them all later, but yeah. I would <laughs> skim it and not actually read it. But yeah, you got just what you needed to pass the class. And yep. then it all went out. I tell everybody, my children, they're middle and late elementary. I've learned more even in my high school years homeschooling than I ever learned like our history I know so much like I'm actually interested in historical fiction I hated history growing up and it's just it's such a bummer because it's like would have loved to have gotten into like your son seeing the difference and hopefully I'm sure with all the stuff you guys have at home he's able to 
half of the books he has to read kind of deal and then he gets to balance it out with because that's the worst thing is when they make you read so much that you hate it or read the stuff that you don't want to read at that time. So he's right now he's reading To Kill a Mockingbird, which he had read before. So it's not that it, and so he's comparing, he's like, I read this book and I enjoyed it and we talked about it, but now in school, they're just, and I believe in public school, so I don't want to knock them. Oh no. And (laughs) I wasn't He's like, we just talk about it so much. I don't even want to talk about To Kill a Mockingbird anymore. And he was like, when we're in homeschool, we just, it was like a conversation ongoing and you talk about it. And then if you had a question you'd ask, but it wasn't like, I wasn't there. Can you give me a quote from chapter five and explain it to me? So he's over that part of it right now. <laughs> yeah, no, but I know that from what I've seen, like they're, they do great with all that stuff and stuff anyway. And like you said, it seems like it'd be easier for the teachers, but I guess you can't quantify like some of the stuff that the kiddos are learning just by, because they have to be able to actually mark it down so I think that's the whole reason behind all that isn't it is because we don't have to because we know our kiddos and we know when they're picking stuff up and when it's locking in but they have 30 kiddos so in order to actually I say 30 that's extreme I'm sure not all classes but even if you had say 15 you don't know who's listening when you're having the conversation who is lost and who's daydreaming and so they have to record it somehow they can't say oh he made this really good comment in class (laughs) yeah and that that but it'd be so cool if they were able to because people they give them a hard time but like you said I believe that there are families that do amazing in the homeschool realm people who do amazing in the private school realm people who do amazing things in the homeschool realm like Mm -hmm. it's all so individual and we all learn so different yeah. And it, it depends on the kid the too. Yeah. Yeah. You might have one kid who does really well. I know friends when COVID happened and there was remote schooling, some of my friends had a kid that did really well, like better than in-person school on remote. And then others who just floundered and it could be within the same house. So it's just so unique to Isn't... the type of kids that you have and how they learn. Yeah. All the different personalities. And like you said, the different, like whether they're visual learners or auditory learners and it's amazing. The brain is an amazing. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, no, I did a lot of research with like boys and stuff and how their brains function and stuff. And that's one of the reasons why we make sure to get them out and stuff. Cause they were saying that's one of the reasons why boys have a hard time with education period is because their bodies are, um, it's from the primal times, just this constant quote. It's fun. It's funny that we haven't been primal for so long, but yet we still have <laughs> that need, that stuff that makes up the, and I'm not going to, and, but any, yeah. So reading, I know I keep just rattling off books, but like Raising Cain and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. opens your eyes big time on, because I was like, oh no, I just don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Every parent and you grab your huge stack and people are, you know, what to expect when you're expecting. And I'm sitting over here, big old pregnant and reading, raising cane and their eyebrows raising up. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I know I'm having a boy. And so it's just, yeah, that was, it's good to, to know and try to understand the different stuff because that all plays into education and stuff, education for yourself and education for your children. So I love that you are able to do two walks a day because that's, it's huge. And it's not just for getting them outside, but also just, just 
I feel like it's just such a refresh. I, we used to hike almost every single day in the earlier years. And then in the later years, it got trickier because online classes and you have this club and it's like a piecemeal schedule. So I, there's a part of me that misses that so much, even though I like who they are and what we do right now, but it's amazing to be able to walk twice a day. Yeah. It's nice just to get that air because there's been the different, um, like reading about like vitamin, I think it's a vitamin N, like where he talks about, I don't, I'm horrible with authors' names. And I, Rich, I Richard they, Love, I love him. I was going to say, so you know what? I I'm would saying? love to talk to him. He would be, it'd be fun to pick his brain because the stuff that he has, Last Child in the Woods and everything, as you have young children and you're reading that, you're like, there's no way. I don't want that for them. And is it perfect? I'd love, how about this? It's two times a day on a good day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen all the time. I want it to. But it's good for me too, because I think we talked about like the seasonal stuff where you get extra vitamin D and just keeping everybody's spirits high and stuff too, because mental health is important. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's all I like, I'm jumping around homeschool and mental health and special needs and you take and you just kind of have to form it into this beautiful ball and just keep going and doing what you can that day. I love it. What advice would you give to parents who are just starting homeschooling? I would tell them the same thing I probably I would have told myself that it's going to be okay. Just enjoy the moment. There's going to be, everybody's going to have their different way of teaching. Everybody's going to have their different goals, but in the end, it's going to be okay. Just as long as you're trying, you're moving forward. Enjoy those moments with your kiddos because it passes so fast. I remember when I could hold mine and ideal and there's no way now. There's no other than me. So just enjoy those moments and just take it step by step. If you get through your whole homeschool day today, awesome. Give yourself a pat on the back. Go outside, eat some ice cream. You know what I mean? Kind of deal. But if you get two things done or heck, even if like you're exhausted or you're sad, it's a hard time right now. Uh, Not right now, but I'm just saying like it Mm -hmm. were a hard time right now. If you get to read to your children and you get to cuddle them and you get to hug them and then you guys can play or you can just watch them play. Mm -hmm. That's what matters in the end. There's absolutely nothing wrong with watching them play. I know some people feel like they have to be involved, but there's, there's, there's something to be said for free play that the adult is not directing at all. And you just have your cup of coffee and let them, you refresh yourself and let them do whatever they do. And they learn that way too. So It is amazing what they learn that way. There's so many social and emotional skills that you, that is learned through play. And then how creative these kiddos can be. You give them, I'd say give them Legos and stuff, but even before we could afford Legos, because it wasn't always something that like was realistic for us. We had sticks. We'd Mm -hmm. go outside to the, whenever we'd go for our walks, we have, and they'd break them up and they'd build like these little towers or always sword fighting you always gotta have a pirate (laughs) you always gotta have and yeah it's it is amazing to watch them play and that the early childhood part of me is that's okay even when they're older I wish a lot more early childhood what they allow in early childhood they'd allow as kiddos get older Mm -hmm. it's still super beneficial yeah I like that I've loved talking with you 
<laughs> me too. And I wish it, this is something I wish I could do more often <laughs> because I'm introvert. I know right now you can't tell, but I've also been getting a lot of practice because I do interviews for other stuff. But the more you build up, the easier it becomes. But this is something I love talking about too. You know what I mean? Homeschool? Are you kidding me? This is this is what's making up part of our life right now. This is part of who you become. You know what I mean? It's not. It doesn't stay permanently, but it's it's that part in your heart that remains. Yeah, I love it. I, and I'm an introvert too, so I get you. <laughs> I've really appreciated you being understanding of it. I welcome any, anybody who's listening or watching. If you're an introvert, <clears throat> please still join us on a day in the life. It's not scary. <laughs> We're very laid back. There's usually an interruption or a laundry pile or a pet or something. And we just roll with it. Yep. Yeah. It took a lot to get when we thought about doing Neverboard Learning. I was like, that's a lot of video. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. My, I was sick a couple weeks ago and every now and then it comes back and I start to lose my voice again. Oh, okay. I'm going to go to rapid fire. All right. So the first question is, what was your favorite childhood game or toy? My favorite, I'm trying to think that's, I love basketball growing up. Dennis Rodman and Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley were my, oh, and Muggsy Bogues. Those were my four favorite basketball players. So one year, all I wanted was a basketball, but it was a Michael Jordan black basketball. And my mom, they got me a hoop and the basketball. And that had to, that was one of my like solid, because I was still playing basketball whenever I was younger in middle school. And that had to have been one of my favorite. I was outside as long as I was allowed to be just as long shooting hoops. <laughs> so, I love it. So, <clears throat> that's a core memory right there. I'm telling the you, you described the ball. Like I could see it. You knew exactly what it was. Yeah. That was my favorite though. I'm sure if my mom were to have seen this, she'd be like, I didn't know it meant that much to you. I'm like, yeah, all I wanted for a long time was a basketball. I just wanted a basketball. So I could go up to the school and they got me a hoop. And I was like, so we, you know what I mean? I don't have to go up to the school. <laughs> so That's awesome. Yeah. What game would you, if you could only take one game to a deserted island, what would you pick? Why does it have to only <laughs> be one game? I'd probably bring a deck of cards because then you can play so much more with a deck of cards than you could play with anything else. So what game would you cheat at to make it end faster? Oh, man. <laughs> there's Monopoly. <laughs> there's Risk. There's what other Battleship. That sounds bad, but it's true. Those are my three too. That's so funny. <laughs> See, we're a lot alike. So there you go. But yeah, those are the three to make it just that I much. I see better. the value in my kids love playing those games, especially those are games that my boys often play together. And I love that they play them and there's nothing wrong with the game, but I just, especially Battleship. It was the only game I could convince my brothers to play growing up. And it was like, I was hoping I'll play Battleship with you and then maybe we'll play this game. Yeah. And they it never got to that point. So I played so much Battleship with not a good outcome. <laughs> yeah. You never got what you wanted. You were like, come on guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. uh, what was your favorite childhood book? Not many people have heard of it, but it's a troll in the closet. I read that book 20 times, like before it fell apart. I still cannot find it to because I wanted to read it to my boys and I cannot. And it's a little pink troll on the front and she's coming out of her. It's a, a, let me see a troll in it's either in the closet or in my closet. So I'll check the closet first. 
and then I'll that because it was yeah here it is first time I have never been able to pull it up first time oh, look all right so let's here I gotta move my sorry my, oh, my how cute yeah, isn't that adorable I yeah. love trolls I was that girl who had to have the trolls of the gems in the belly yes yeah because my hair was always crazy and I absolutely love the troll hair. So it always <laughs> makes me feel a little bit better. But yeah, the troll in my closet. It's tr- a troll in my closet. But yeah, I read that so much that it fell apart. Oh, that's a sign of a well-loved book right there. Yeah, always. This is going to be hard for you, but what is the best book you've read? And it could be for grownups or for kids in the last five or so years. That's going to take me a second. What was, I was crying. I was, oh my gosh, I was bawling, but it wasn't bad crying. It was, that is beautiful. How about this? I'll do one that I read recently Mm -hmm. was we, Sarah McKenzie on Read Aloud Revival. She had, I have to join it again, but anyway, um, it was December. No, it may have been January or I don't know. Anyway, she had a girl and her monster. Oh, sweet. Story of a girl and her monster. That was a really good book. I cried my voice. I felt so bad for them because I'd hit a part and I knew it was coming up. I'd start tearing up, but it was beautiful. He did an amazing job. And I'm like, I don't know if I can tell my voice out loud. I was like, I don't know if I can read anymore by him. It was just like, and it's not because he's bad. Yeah. It's because it was, and I got so attached to his story. I can't say too much because I don't want to give it away. But there were, there was one, no, there were a couple characters that I absolutely loved and what happened in the end it's about to bring me tears right now so that's why yeah. I'm staring off <laughs> it's gonna make well, me cry it was such if I could tell anybody to read something with their children be prepared be prepared it's an emotional roller coaster you feel everything you feel like my boys oh my goodness there was points when they were angry they were <laughs> so angry with what was happening and the thing is that there were really sweeps and there were really horrible things and so having this beautiful story among all that just just it was amazing I hate being so vague because I want to tell yeah no, you did it perfectly I, I think. loved you read it so you know probably what I'm talking about yes. especially that the, there were a couple end scenes that really brought me I couldn't stop crying because I was like that was perfect the way he did that I listened to it on audio with the kids and the audio was excellent too. I can't, I cry so easily and then I can't stop. So we had decided at the beginning of homeschool that I would do the sad books. We read wonder at one point, like those needed to be on audio with the dog. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't usually go well for the dog. So I do those on audio, but that was a really good book. Yeah. I was grateful because I wouldn't have picked it up. That wouldn't have been one I would have walked by and picked up and I'm like if I could say anything thank you that was put out there you know what I mean kind of deal because that's usually how you find stuff though isn't it like somebody else reads it and they're like here read this that's what I love about the challenges like your the game school challenges the there's reading challenges there's outdoor challenges I'm one of those people I think we said this early on I think it was through messages though that I like the stickers you know how you have you have the little the little oh what do you call them I call the them ba- the badges. 
the badges. There we go. Yeah. The badges by the names. I'm like, I'm going to have every single badge <laughs> because I have to have every badge. But yeah, I have to um, go through an update badges actually now that you say that. It's something fun to collect. And although it's not like tangible, it's still in, the, in your head. I, I think it's serotonin, right? That it releases whenever you get the likes. So whenever you get the right, that's the positive brain. Yeah. Or cortisol is the bad one. Cortisol stress. Yeah. Yeah. Or like endorphins. I know I do Peloton and you get, if you do so many rides, you get this badge. And if you do this singer's ride with this type of music, you get this. I'm totally doing it for the badges. Isn't (laughs) it funny how they motivate you? My husband does it. He's like, I don't even know if I got a badge. Like, why do you even care about you're like, but that's not what you do. You collect the badges and you do the things. Come on. <laughs> I want my points. And that's the thing is at the end, we get like fancy, so not always because Dollar Store has fancy stickers. And I know they're older and I pray that they don't get, but I like using stickers for everything. And I was part of it, I think. And when I was younger, it was a sticker centric school. And that's how you got your rewards and stuff. So anytime you get mm-hmm. something cool and you get to get that reward, you're like, yes, I blame that on was it book it the reading one you remember how you oh, get you just gave me such a button. flash yes do you remember that and then so you, they build it up and after you got so many like you not only did you get stickers and you got to put your name and make marks on the books that you read but then yes. you got pizza too yes you got so pizza like, pizza hut or papa Gino's? i think it was what, pizza what? hut because it's just the little pizzas yeah but still that was you're like i only had to read i what I think it was like five or 10 books. <laughs> and you're like, like I can I've do got that. this. I'm getting my pizza. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go get my pizza, man. We were probably the kids that they had to put like restrictions. Like you can only get this money. So it's Pizza Hut and they still do it. Yay. Do they really, Jenna? I have to check that out. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to tell my kids about this. You gave me such a flashback. Okay. Good memories, right? Yeah. Talk about poor memories. So awesome stuff. Definitely books and melty cheese. What, Have you better? noticed a theme? There's a theme with outdoors, family time, books, and games. Like it's all rolled into this beautiful ball. So yeah. Yeah. Cozy. Cozy. And this, so my last question for rapid fire ties it right in too. What is bringing you joy right now? Oh, what is bringing me joy right now? So many. I'm enjoying I've never read Harry Potter. That's a bad thing to to say. I've only watched the movies. So getting to- <laughs> No actually... judgment. This is a no judgment zone. <laughs> I was going to say, with me saying, uh, I'm like talking all big. Oh, I've read so many books. Oh, by the way, I haven't read the Harry Potter series. It is what it is, I guess. So yeah, no, getting to read. I'll share the link at MBL. Sweet. Yay. I'm going to look that Thank up. You. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I should stop reading. I'm pop-ups my attention span no but don't no, worry about it. I don't like snow per se but when it falls I love watching it fall and we go out we're we're those people running around trying to catch the snowflakes because it's fun and then whenever there's enough snow we're the people who are throwing snow at each other whether we can pack it or not so <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that brings me joy I like as long as I can still get my family to go out and play and stuff that's what brings me joy so I love it. Remind me where you're located. Michigan. You guys have a lot of snow right now. You guys got Nothing clobbered this now. year, didn't you? No, I was disappointed. It's, it fell yesterday and we got to play a little bit, but it's not sticking. It's got like a little dust. We got when we went on our walk today, I slipped a little bit, 
I was like, oh, it was enough to make me slip a little bit, but not enough to play in. That was how our whole winter was up until Friday. It was like cold and wet, but not cold enough at the right times for it to be snow. I think if we got a couple like little dustings and then it would turn to rain and it would be gone, but we got a storm Friday and we have one now. So it's, I'm like, can we just please, if it's going to be cold, I would prefer snow on the ground and not just the, the black ice and the, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like a lot of snow. I don't like when it gets, I turn, I call it, it's turning ugly when it gets all muddy and nasty. And brown. (laughs) Like yeah. the February snow, late yeah. February. <laughs> Where you, you want it to go away. But if it's going, like you said, if it's going to snow, at least make it solid to where like when we go for our walks at the nature center, it's not smooshy. Yeah. And then where we can play because my boys still like rolling in it and still just being goof. Like they are so funny. They are amazing. Yeah. They make me laugh all the time. That's awesome. It has been so much fun to talk to you. I kept you way over. <laughs> No, York, I talk too much. So that is my fault. And I apologize for that. No apologies. I will try to get the replay up within 48 to 72 hours, depending on kids and also depending on electricity because my street is closed and somehow we still have power. We usually get, we usually lose power. Genesis, this has been a great conversation, ladies. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah. And this will also go on the playlist. So anyone who is premium, which is annual member, will get it in their podcast app. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you so Have much, Nessa. Thank too. you, Kate. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey, sisters. Kate here. As a lifelong gamer, school psychologist, and homeschool mom, I have witnessed time and time again the power of play when it comes to learning. In fact, I truly believe that homeschooling can be almost all fun and games. Now, does that mean it's going to be all sunshine, rainbows, and laughter? Heck to the no way. But I do believe we could all be having a heck of a lot more fun. A playful mindset can transform your homeschool routine and your family life. The best part? You don't need an overflowing game closet to get started. You can be a game schooler today with just a deck of cards, and I'd love to show you how. That's why I created Never Bored Learning. Never Bored Learning is a private online community for creative parents and educators who embrace play-based learning and game schooling. The goal of Never Bored Learning is to play more and learn lots in the process. Your Neverboard Learning membership includes access to monthly guest speakers, live Q&As, monthly day-in-the-life family spotlights, and an ever-growing library filled with printable resources, including documentation resources, challenges, and print-and-play games and activities. But the very best part of NBL is the private online community forum. This is not a Facebook group, and it is hands-down my favorite spot on the internet. The community is a vibrant one, filled with creative parents and educators. I wake up every morning before my kids, I pour myself that very first cup of coffee, and I hang out in the MBL community forum. It's my favorite way to start the day, and I'd love to see you there. If you'd like to learn more about Neverboard Learning, visit neverboardlearning.com. That's N-E-V-E-R, B-O-A-R-D 
L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G.com. And if you're not ready for a monthly commitment, but you're interested in getting your feet wet with game schooling, I invite you to sign up for our free seven-day game school kickstart, which you can find on mylittlepoppies.com, or enroll in our digital course, Game Schooling 101. I can't wait to show you the power that play can have on your homeschool and family life. I wish you a play-filled year, sisters. Chat soon. Bye for now.